how are you getting on with um lockdown life is it is it doing you yeah i'm um i mean i've just popped into the office actually just to to pick up a few bits and mainly just for a little bit of sanity <laughs> obviously uh, we're we're closed now but um i don't know part of me feels like it's a blessing because i'm feeling a lot better a lot healthier and I spent 18 months really knocking my bollocks out, you know, all over the world. Just and, I, and, it, and it must have been taking its toll on me, you know, physically, mentally. And although the kids are driving me absolutely berserk, it is amazing to get that time with them. Um, just to walk the dog, you know, have dinner on the table at half five, not up and down the country or on different time zones actually go into bed at 11 o'clock or midnight tired and getting eight hours and waking up in the morning, you know, <laughs> just stuff that probably you take for granted, but I haven't got to have. And, you know, the weather's nice at the moment. And I do feel, feel a little bit blessed, although it's a shitty situation for everybody that actually for me, I may have needed this and, and maybe it's going to help me recharge the batteries the madness that is about to ensue in a few months time where when we return well talking about that madness there's going to be an inevitable log jam of events once all this comes to an end and the sooner it comes to an end for everyone the better obviously but how do you feel about that especially in terms of box office events and how condensed they could be now well it, it is what it is 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 a great uh, is always a great <laughs> phrase um, and there's nothing you can do about it. Sorry, just had a call there. There's nothing that we can do about it, um, only to the point where when we do come back, we need to make the absolute biggest bang that we can. We have to make the best fight cards. We have to give the most value for money because we're a sport that's very lucky in the sense that we've built great momentum over the last eight to 10 years. And this is going to set us back inevitably, but not to a point where when we come back, we're still going to probably be the second most popular sport in the UK. You know, my worry is for other sports that have been losing momentum going into this rugby union, uh, cricket, golf, you know, where I think you're going to see some sports not, not, not go extinct, but almost maybe from a broadcast rights point of view just be completely worthless to a stage where we're, we're we're some of the lucky ones we've all worked so hard to get to a position where you know, we're running a proper business for us this is really a delay and what this is is this is a gonna knock the momentum of the sport but that's okay we can build that back up again quite quickly still going to take a little bit of time and the, the bigger problem will be for any live event business just waiting for the confidence of the fan and the consumer to return to say, all right, I'm cool with that. Now, everybody wants to get out, don't they? Everyone's going to be wanting to watch live sport. But do you want to go into an arena with, with a load of people and put your arms around everyone and sing Sweet Caroline? The answer is yes, you will. But when? When do you feel comfortable for that? So you know, when I look at the business now of sport from a TV rights perspective, I actually think this is a huge opportunity once we get through this. But the harder element will definitely be the live event feel and, and when that returns and when boxing returns. Because let's be honest, everyone's experts at the moment, aren't they? And I'm one of them. 
We're like, yeah, we'll be back in June. Other people, yeah, no, it won't be till November. It's like no one has any idea, really. So we just, and I think, you know, I was on a conference call last night with Bob Aram and Pulev's people, and Pulev's people were like, well, what about this and what about that? And Aram just said, and he's, he's just a, like, everyone, Bob says what most people are thinking, right? And I'm a bit like that, but he's just like that on feed, right? So he's like, he says, uh, I really like you guys and I hope you're all safe, but why are we even on this call? You know, let's speak at the end of April. And he's exactly right because no one knows, you know, where, where we're going to end up. We can only plan. We've started, it's actually AJ's idea more than anything. And he's, it shows you what a bright individual he is where when we postpone the June 20th day, July 25th is still the date that we hope that fight will take place at Spurs. And I sort of said, should we announce July 25th? And he said, you know, I think let's just wait and see because we don't want to cancel a day, announce another day, cancel that day. Then it's like you, you've lost all credibility, haven't you? And, and all confidence from the fan of saying, well, will this actually take place? Let's actually get some clarity on what we were like. Some fights have been rescheduled and Dillian White on July 4th, etc. We're still holding out a little bit on Usyk Chisora in terms of dates. But I do believe in, in, a, in my own positive way that we will see boxing back again in June in some kind of capacity. Now, that capacity might be your call. It might be in a studio with no crowd or it might be in an arena. But I, I'm, I'm, I might be confident, hopeful is a better, better word to say that I think June we, we, will, we shall return or if you're Dana White next week. Now, recently, some news broke, and obviously everything's news at the moment because there's not a lot going on, mm. that it's a possibility that Deontay Wilder could be asked to step aside in the hope of making AJ against Fury this year. Is that something that came up in the conference call with Pulev's people? No, no, it's not. It's not. That's not something that's being discussed at the moment, but it's definitely something that everybody has to, you know, at least run through in their mind at some point because... Right now, we have a contract to fight Kubrat Pulev. Um, Wilder has a contract to fight Tyson Fury. And they are the fights that will happen next. Now, if Wilder and, and Aram, uh, Heyman and Aram spoke and said, okay, we would be willing to or it, we would step aside for X. And Bob Aram came to me and said, listen, I can get Wilder to step aside. I think I might be able to get Pulev to step aside. Would you be interested? The answer would be absolutely yes. But for Deontay Wilders, I think one of the things, Danny, that this is going to teach everyone is that a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? And as a fighter, I think this is actually going to help us to make bigger fights sooner because who knows what's going to happen in this crazy world we live in. So I will actually be saying to fighters moving forward, look, rather than that warm-up fight that you want, that, by the way, no fan and no broadcaster wants to see. How about you just take more money and go into the big fight now? You know, because who knows next year, what else might pop up? Oh, yeah. You know, whether that's another pandemic, whether that's another world war, whether that, who knows? But boxing's a short career. Get in, get your money, stay safe and get out. So whilst we, you know, you always have to plan a, a career for a fighter and a strategy for a fighter and a path for a fighter, when the time comes, 
maybe it's right to take it. And I think you're going to see better and bigger fights happening sooner when we come back. So, um, and, and again, that could relate to AJ and Fury, where it's like, if that opportunity did present itself, well, this is your chance to be undisputed. We know the money's going to be monstrous, but we might not get it again. So do you want it? And I know, having spoken to AJ, he would he would be prepared to move into that fight next. Um, we're more than happy, and we have a contract to fight Puda. I think the more chance that has of happening is if we don't see boxing return by August, you know, and then every then all of a sudden it's like I'm only going to box once this year, you know, maybe I'll go straight in. Um, but to be honest, anything can happen. But as I said, right now we have a contract to fight Kubrat Pulev, and that is the fight we expect to take next. How do you feel about shows clashing as a result of the inevitable bomb yeah. that we're going to get? I mean, I know you've announced be- the shows for July, which we hope take place. Frank Warren's got his box office event on July the 11th. Yeah. You've got your Wales event on regular Sky Sports. That's already yeah. one clash. Surely there's going to be more to come. Lo- loads. And not just clashes in boxing, Danny. Yeah. But clashes across sports. And I think for us now, it's quite interesting because it's no longer a stage of I mean, not sounding arrogant, we're not competing against Frank Warren, in my opinion, right? I think, you know, we, the only way you can achieve greatness is to have competition. So we want all the competition in the world, but I've never, and, and some people say I'm waffling, but I've never looked at Queensbury or Frank Warren as competition in the last three years. You know, when I was starting out, of course, you know, it was, we were, we were battling away against each other and, and I feel like we've gone to another level. I'm now competing against other sports and other dates and other events. That's going to be a bigger problem because every sport, when we return, you know, you, you know that every sport right now is thinking, when oh, when we come back, we're going to do this and we're going to be bigger than ever and we've got these plans. And that. So when we do return in June, July, it's not just a case of, oh, what boxing's on. It's what sport is on. The Premier League is going to be condensed into a situation where you might see three, you know, Premier League games a day. Who knows? You know, for a couple of weeks, you're going to see uh, maybe the Open Championship trying to get back. Will Wimbledon try and reschedule? I mean, even from our point of view here, you know, we've got the World Snooker Championships at the Crucible was postponed. That's going to come back maybe in July, August. You know, you're going to have Darts Premier League every Thursday night's going to return. You're going to have our golf tour maybe return. So it's it's going to be a competition of space for sport rather than just a competition of other boxing events. I'm comfortable with our position. If we clash, I'll back us all day long. But I'm more worried about we may clash with Man United Arsenal or we might clash with Wimbledon or we might clash with uh, a test match or, uh, you know, right now we can't, no one can plan. What we can plan is the fights. You know, when we can start building them, working on them, selling the narrative, looking at making fights, and 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 that that's one of the things I love the most. Doing, you know, building fight cards, working on prospects, and when they're getting out, and you know, and I think we've been doing a lot of that. So I'm confident that when we get back, we're going to get back with a bang and a great product. It's just a case of when. Canelo against Billy Joe Saunders was obviously almost there for May the second. 
is that now completely out of the window for this year with everything that's oh. happened? No, I think that fight's still likely to take place, to be honest with you. I think there's no secret that DAZN want Gennady Golovkin to fight Canelo Alvarez. Um, Gennady Golovkin, you know, we have a contract in place with Zerometa to fight Gennady Golovkin, so that's another issue. And I do think that Canelo and Golovkin would like to fight Billy Joe Saunders and Zerometa before they fight each other. I see it as quite a similar situation as the Fury position with Joshua in the if they don't get the chance to take that fight by end of July, mid-August, they're only going to fight once this year, you know? So then it starts saying, well, I should just have the biggest fight I can, really. But in an ideal world, Golovkin will fight Zerometa, Canelo will fight Saunders in July, probably, and then they fight each other later in the year. I don't think people can now be as obsessed with Cinco de Mayo and the September date. You know, that that's almost crazy to think oh well we must fight on september for you know you got you got to plan your career around those dates and, and the, the truth is that when boxing returns there's going to be a huge demand particularly in terms of tv audience and pay-per-view numbers as well because there will be more people at home in the short term and, and you you might see that with you know wrestlemania the other night again ufc coming up who knows the numbers could be off the charts on, on those uh, on those pay-per-views I won't ask for your review of WrestleMania. I know what a huge WWE fan you are, but I won't, I won't ask you for too much detail on that. Um, you mentioned about Saunders probably still getting the Canelo fight. He's obviously under suspension from the British Boxing Board of Control at the moment. Is there no chance that any of the state commissions out in the US kind of replicate that suspension? Um, possibly. I mean, you know, I think it's more, they'll probably follow the British Boxing Board of Control. I don't think that, um, yeah, I think it would be very unreasonable for a state to go against the British Boxing Board of Control who are de- effectively dealing with the incident. Um, you know, I've commented on the on the incident in terms of he's a prat, Billy. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you know Billy. I'm, I know you must do, but he's got a good heart. He is a good bloke. You know, he does a lot for charity, but every now and again. He does the most stupid thing you can ever think about. And there's no malice in it. There was no intention to, you know, uh, motivate people to to increase domestic violence and stuff like that. But you just can't do it because it's wrong, you know. So it's at some point you have to look at also the people around him and say, who is filming it? Like, at what point do you say, yeah, stick that up, Bill. That's, that'll be laugh. I mean... I don't, I don't understand. Everyone I mean, love that. Yeah. Even Joe Bloggs, who works on down the local cafe, who's got twenty followers on Facebook, it would have been a silly thing to put up. But for a world champion with a track record of doing stupid things, you know. But I just hope that that is taken into consideration. The fact that, I mean, what's frustrating about Billy is. The same weekend that he put the video up, he was out at many NHS hospitals delivering food parcels and all. You know, and, and it's like one step forward, two steps back sometimes with Billy. But I know that I know that the board, the British Boxing Board of Control, these people know know Billy and they know that he's a decent kid. Sure. But you've just you've got to stop, you know, and you've got to slap him on the wrist in my opinion, and you probably got to find him. 
and say, you're a prat. Please, Billy. One more and you're out. Or, or I don't know, you know, but I, can't, I think it would be very harsh to lose the opportunity of, of your lifetime and the legacy over this, to be honest with you. Um, and uh, it's a shame because a lot of people like that about Billy. Maybe not that, but, you know, they like the fact that there is that edge, there is that rawness, and there's that unpredictability. I'm sure it's like when you interview him or any of you guys interview him, it's like, yeah, let's get Billy because you just never know what he's going to say to, oh, yeah. to drive interest. Or, so we, we're all, we, we all want it in a, in a way, but we don't want it to a level where it becomes X-rated or offensive, you know? So a lot of people, I've seen the responses on social media of a lot of people sort of backing him and saying, oh, it's ridiculous. You can't get away with anything these days. It was only a joke. How can you not see that was a joke? And I understand that. But in his position, you could just can't do it. So both sides, and, I, and I'm hopeful that the board will know it was an act of stupidity and not malice. And just before I let you go, we spoke to uh, Luke Campbell last night. He's doing really well. Um, news broke this week. Devin Haney has requested the WBC to allow him to fight Javier Fortuna for his old WBC lightweight title, kind of sidestepping. Luke Campbell in the process. How much do you know about that? You obviously promote both yeah, Luke, Campbell and Hayley. Yeah, Luke, Luke, Luke called me last night and sort of said, I'm doing a few interviews, you know, what's going on? What do you want me to say? I said, I think you should just speak your mind. I said, how do you feel about it? He said, well, I've been ordered to fight Javier Fortuna and that's what I'm doing. I said, well, say it. I said, he said, and also, I think Devin Haney's got a big mouth <laughs> and I don't think he's boxed anyone yet. And I think he's overrated. I said, well, let him know. And he went, I will. And I want I want Luke to be like that because you know, you've got to speak your mind. Devin Haney's speaking his mind, which is I was put into recess because I wasn't ready. Well, guess what? I'm ready and they haven't even fought yet. So give me my title back, you know? And Luke Campbell's argument will be, hang on, you've ordered me to make a fight. I've made the fight. I'm fighting for it, you know? So... But let them two clash. Let them two go at it. Haney against Campbell is a great fight. I mean, I'm, com I'm comfortable for Luke Campbell to beat Javier Fortuna and then go straight in to fight Devin Haney. You know, Devin Haney wants his belt back because he wants to fight Ryan Garcia. It's a super fight. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out in the wash. But those two guys, you've got to be vocal. I mean, Devin's doing a great job of being vocal, you know, calling people out nonstop all day. And this is the period now where it is a little bit quiet. Well, you've got to make the most noise. doesn't matter if it's matchroom, a fighter, seconds out, whoever it is. You've got to make the most noise and try and control the space that you're in. And that's what Devin's done really well. You know, if you actually look at his resume, well, I think Devin Haney could be a pound-for-pound -pound great. He doesn't yet have the resume that maybe his reputation or his image might command, you know? So he's done a great job in it. He will become a, a, a multi-weight world champion, I have no doubt. But he's making great noise. And he hasn't yet done a lot compared to what he will do. So when he starts delivering in the ring against the big names, he will become a superstar because of those foundations that he's built. And for Luke, I said to Luke, you've got to make some noise. Let people know how you feel. I'll be Haney. I've boxed Linares away. I've boxed Lomachenko. Who's he boxed? I said, don't tell me. Tell the media, you know, and, and start calling out that fight because that's a big fight and one we'd love to make. 
Well, you'll be glad to know he did say pretty much that. <laughs> so, Good. Happy Good. days. Um, one thing I do need to ask you about before I forget, and this is mainly because I've promised people on Twitter I would ask about it. Mm-hmm. And you know they're an unforgiving bunch if you don't mm-hmm. meet their expectations. The Martin Bacoli video on social media, a lot of people putting it in the same group as Saunders, although yes. it was taken down a lot quicker and maybe it's more yeah. naivety than anything else. But just a comment on that. I think it's total naivety isn't it? and again, stupidity. I mean, again, he's put a video up of something saying it's disgraceful trying to, you know, and but again, you, with the content that it was, you just don't put it up. I think the great thing about Twitter I've learned over the years is just before you're about to tweet something, just read it, just think, and then then post. Do you know what I mean? And I've, I do it quite a lot, to be honest with you, even now, where I write something out and I go, mm, no, you know, like I won't do that. I mean, not, not to the levels of Billy Joe and Martin Bacoli, but, you know, Martin Bacoli, I haven't spoken to him. I spoke to his management company who said, no, look, he, he thought this was disgusting. He posted it. And he shouldn't have posted it, but he's apologised. He took it down. So I think one thing that people didn't like was the delay of apology because I don't think he knew what to do, Danny, to be honest with you. Like, he's in a situation where he's posted this thing saying disgusting, whatever. Everyone's gone mad. He's taken it down. And then the silence over the next sort of 48 hours was just, there's like this Twitter swell of hardcore fans that were just like bombarding him saying it was a disgrace and in the end especially now because there's nothing going on so people need to feel yeah, that, what, that vacuum of course but also he doesn't he doesn't come from the GB system where he would have had media training and no. known about how to work a social media account he saw this thing put it up said it was disgusting and it's like you can't post stuff like that well it's disgusting it's like we know but what are you doing you know so I, I say so I feel for him again he was he was stupid to do it but he, whilst he should know better, probably doesn't know as better as some people that should know better, if that makes sense. So I'm glad he's apologised. I hope people understand that. And, you know, on, on, on we go. But I want people to get back to the gym and get back to, you know, we also had, obviously, Scott Fitzgerald incident as well. You know, we know Scott's had a very troubled time lately. These fighters need the gym. You know, the, the, the one reason boxing saved them from a certain life is the same reason that boxing could, the loss of boxing could return them to that kind of life. And people like Scott, people like those kind of people, they need the gym. They need focus, discipline, that regimental lifestyle to give them a purpose. So I'm hoping that over the next four weeks, we can start at least seeing some of these boxing gyms reopening as we prepare for what will be a very busy time. Brilliant. Well, talking of very busy, I know you're still very busy while all this is going on, so I really appreciate you uh, finding some time for seconds out. No worries, Danny. No, it's really good of you. And hopefully we'll get to do it in person sometime soon. Yeah, fingers crossed. Stay safe. We'll see you soon. Take care. Cheers, mate.